What's up, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Grinders Live NBA Playoff Edition. Early morning for you to get you cranked up on this uh, Tuesday morning for some NBA playoffs where it's one game after another after another. Oh, here for tonight, all Ireland games, so you get to sit down enjoy them on. We're going to break it down for you and give you a little bit of uh, what we think could happen today to get you locked into some good lineups, get you set. So uh, we're going to do that. I'm going to bring in my cohort here in crime. Kirk Deese is coming in now. Kirk, uh, I know you're all stressed out. You get all stressed out, man, on these shows. And then you got NBA, you got MLB. I know you dabble in a little hockey probably. So you got all your, your finger in all kinds of pots. And uh, how are you hanging out there this morning, man? I don't really dabble in any hockey except for that, usually that one uh, week all-star break where then I uh, dump a bunch of money in hockey. But uh other than that, uh, yeah, I'm stressed with all these sports, trying to you know keep up with all these games, uh, MLB going on at the same time, but uh, can't complain. Yeah, fair enough. So there's a there's a couple things here to. First of all, we need to address an incident the other day. I don't know if you have anything to say for yourself, but oh no. I mean, you did you did call me a clown. I mean, can we address? <laughs> In Discord chat, you're really gonna bring up this. I apologized uh, on, on this top. You know, I, I think I apologized right after too and said I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. So well, I'll, I'll give a public kind of- apology. I want you know. Sometimes I I see I I have a high blood pressure. I get really stressed during DFS. So if you're, you have the pleasure of being in a chat with me somewhere while uh, bad things are happening, then uh, I'm liable to say a couple of things that I really don't mean. And so please, please accept my uh, full apology. I think you're the man chop a veteran in this industry, a million dollar, uh, the million dollar man, million maker winner. I mean, you have pictures with belts and champagne and plus you, you look like a stud back in high school football those days, those pictures I've seen. So I'm really sorry. I mean, you you did. Maybe it was the meds talking last night, but you also gave me a new nickname when you gave me head giver instead of head chopper. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very polite. But then again, that's okay. I can live with that because you know you did, that could be taken a couple of different ways. All right, so we got to move on. We got. Let me talk about the sharp side streak real quick. The sharp side streak is uh, guys, download the sharp side app. Go in there, make a pick, lock it in. You lock it in. And you build a streak. You build your streak up to five games, and then you start winning some money at it. It's free, free money, basically. So uh, I know I've got a pick today, and, and Kirk's probably got a pick. We'll touch on those as we uh, get through the through the games. And uh, just download the app, guys. Download the app. Go in there. Pick a game. Pick a team, a player prop, anything that's minus 140 or less. Lock it in and start your streak. It's free. It's free to play. It's free money. They're going to give it out. You will get the money. It's just you can't beat it. You can't, you can't do that. We're going to break this thing down game by game. I think that's the best way to go here in this situation. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's get let's get rolling. And I see I see our guy Zaz is in the chat. So he's he's trying to pick up some info. I know he's trying to build a big lineup today. He blew all his budget on one. He's got one team going today. He's got all the marbles on it. That's his whole DFS budget for the month. We got to do him true. We got to do him true here. We got to pick some winners. Let's start off with the Orlando Milwaukee game. All right. It's minus 13 Milwaukee's favored by 13. So I guess the first big question I want to ask on this game for you, are you factoring in that point spread as in maybe I shouldn't play Giannis because there is a chance that this is a big blowout. Or do you just say, you know what? Forget that, man. That's all noise. I can't. I, I can't play a lineup like that because I need to. Uh, I just need to play the best players, and the odds that he misses significant minutes because of a blowout are few and far between. So, wh- how do you stand on the minus thirteen thing here? Oh, it's not noise. It's something that has to be considered because we've seen it all season. We've seen it in the playoffs before that when you know the Bucks are just on a from a team standpoint and they're just uh, on another level than a lot of these lower class uh, teams. And today they're playing the magic without their best defender, um, Aaron Gordon, who has actually done an admirable job um, 
defending Giannis. I mean, it, as best as you can expect from anybody. Um, so that would definitely slow him down. So I expect this game to be a complete blowout. Um, you know, if it does, isn't a blowout, um, you know, the way I would approach it is make some, some game stack lineups, you know, use my Giannis, but make sure I have some guys from the magic that are going to have to keep it close. But um, his price is really tempting on DraftKings. You know, you, and, and he could do it in one half, right? He, he could probably get there in, in just one incredible half. Um, but, you know, I have to, I have to lean towards somebody like Harden in a game that I expect to be super competitive without Russell Westbrook. Um, and just that 40 minute upside that I think we, you can get, you know, 40 plus minutes upside that you can get from Harden. So, and then there's LeBron, right? We have no shortage of studs. So we have, it's not like we have to use Giannis. It's just whether we feel comfortable with Giannis beating these other studs. And I, I don't. You don't feel comfortable. Yeah, I, that's the thing about it, though, is you look at it and usually you see the guys number one or at worst number two salary-wise on, on a slate, even with big studs. He's all the way down to number four today. Like you're saving money off of Lillard. I don't even – don't get me started. Probably a good tournament play, but Lillard is more expensive than Giannis today. Man, they've got him They got him at such a cheap price. Where does he fall on your overall – just raw points. Forget about all the others. Raw points, where do you rank Giannis at with the other studs? Um, right under Harden, um, right hovering somewhere close to LeBron. Um, even Dame is, is up there just because – Man, I, I know we we can't play Dame at eleven four, right? It just it's just a, a mental, it's just a block because especially if he like turns into like the old Dame where he gets passive in some spots. But I mean, he has been on an absolute mission. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's it's uh, he and uh, Giannis, I, Giannis and LeBron, I have projected very similarly, but I have Harton as a clear clear far ahead. Yeah, and uh, it's it's interesting. To, to see that dynamic right there in that lineup. So uh, let's, I'm going to go pull up the injury report real quick because you said uh, Aaron Gordon was out. Yes, Aaron Gordon has been ruled out officially now with the hamstring. That rates at a 10 impact rating, which it is huge for this game. It, it could lead to maybe, maybe a little easier time for Giannis when he's on the court, but then maybe a few minutes less on the court because of the blowout factor. We have, have Gary Clark would likely start for him and uh, – just a value. There's actually, let's talk about Orlando now with Gordon out. There was already a little bit of value in their lineup because they have some underpriced guys who should play some minutes. Now you take Gordon off the court. We have even more underpriced guys coming into the mix for Orlando. I mean, can you play Fultz at super chalky Fultz, DJ Augustine, even a, would you even play a James Ennis today? Like how do you feel about Orlando? Yeah. So, um, James Ennis would be a guy I would play today. It's just, uh, man, it, it's disgusting to say that and actually hear myself say that. But it's because uh, you know what you're in for with that guy. But the minutes, he's just going to get it. I mean, but then again, all minutes don't equal money because I had a insider info selection yesterday from a really close source who was like, you have to play Royce O'Neal. Right? Oh, that donkey. And, yeah, somebody, somebody was like, you have to play him. So I locked him in and, uh, you know, the struggle, I mean, he shot out the gate with a quick seven fantasy points and I was uh, feeling, feeling good. And uh, unfortunately he finished with like 13. Um, in, in that guy's defense, Royce O'Neal did get into foul trouble early and missed a lot of playing time. I'm just saying that yeah, wasn't all the way wrong. Oh, yeah. Process yeah. over results. I'll give I'll the guy take, credit. I take res- results over process every day. But um, so James Ennis is a guy. So they've already talked about how um, the Magic have said a lot of interviews, how they're going to be have to shoot threes to stay in this series. And uh, they're going to – obviously, so what's what's the, the Bucks' defensive game plan? It, it gets a lot easier now with Aaron Gordon now. Um, there's really – so there's Vooch where they clamp – down in the middle which they're going to anyway and how do you beat them normally or at least stay in the games with them is you have to light it up from the outside you're looking at a starting lineups of Fultz Ennis Gary Clark and Fournier um Vooch can hit threes and he certainly could could hit threes on Brooke Lopez getting outside um but uh they're going to try to make Fultz beat them I think from shooting from the outside so Fultz he's actually shot the ball pretty well 
um, in, in Orlando. Um, and he's does have kind of like a mid range game that could have some outside success, but um, Fournier would be the most logical, but I have a feeling it's, they're going to really clamp on him as well. And it's just going to be Fultz and James Ennis who are going to get the shots up. So from a pricing standpoint, Ennis is just so cheap that like if we can get a ton of minutes out of him, he can just get there hopefully for us. But Fultz is also really cheap and has more upside for sure. So Fultz is probably my favorite of the two. Um, I don't mind playing them both, um, but you can play either of them. And it's gross to, to say that. Man, look at that. But so we're, we got some projections up here on ownership in, in the, uh, on the lineups page, 65% on Fultz ownership, 65%. I don't know if it's going to get that high, but it'll probably get pretty high. We've got, nine percent roughly on Augustine would you rather have Fultz at that ownership or Augustine when you really kind of to me it's not that far away from a coin flip as to which one's going to get a decent game here you just never know yeah with we stand on that um with uh no Michael Carter Williams um Augustine is going to have to play he's the better shooter of the two between him and Fultz and you know, it could easily Fultz could get benched in a heartbeat in this one for just being extremely inefficient out there, turning the ball over and whatnot. So I think Augustine, especially with those kinds of ownerships, makes a ton of sense. So on the Milwaukee side, we kind of talked about Giannis. Okay, so first off, if when when we come time for your sharp side lock, go ahead and let me know. You know, just go ahead and spit it out. But I'm gonna give you my sharp side lock right now because we're talking about the Bucks and Giannis and this was so we can pull up the graphic now if we want to on the uh, on mine but I've got on my I think I have a one one streak one streak of one the last time we did a show I actually won so I got a streak of one going to build on two now but it's Giannis over the assist prop it's 5.5 I think he can be a distributor today uh, I think, though, a lot of his past against Orlando, he was a distributor, and it was because, like you said, Aaron Gordon's a pretty decent defender, though. So maybe maybe Gordon being out, uh, I put that one in a little early, but I still think he can grab those 5.5 dimes and go over that total. He's just going to be a playmaker today. Like, we don't know if he's going to play 30 minutes or if they somehow keep the game close and he gets to 35, which is a huge difference for him. I mean, that could be an 80-point game if he gets to 35 minutes, but – He'll 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 stuff the stat sheet. So I'm going to go over on the assists on on Giannis there. That's my sharp side line. Give me. Uh, I think he's going to hit six assists at least. So five point five over the five point five. Now the other guys though, Middleton. We should get full run out of Middleton almost if it's not too bad of a blowout. He's kind of lurking down there and nobody's talking about him. Bledsoe's back now. He's got a really nice price tag. Are there any of these? And Brooke Lopez has been great in the bubble. Like he's been a standout performer in the bubble here in Orlando. Any of these other guys interest you from Milwaukee? Yeah. I mean, Brooke Lopez's price is just, just so nice. It feels like it feels so safe at 4,700 um, for, from a production standpoint. So, and we need value like anywhere we can get because like the guys that are like coming into conversation that we have to make decisions on are like people like Danny Green and uh, James Ennis. So, Brooke Lopez at least has has uh, a little more upside in him, and he's under and he has a higher floor, and he's only forty seven hundred. So um, I really like that play uh, there. Fair enough. So uh, what do you think? I'm gonna throw a sleeper out to you. Tell me what you think about his chances today, Pat Connington. You know, funny the same guy who told me to lock in um, Royce O'Neal yesterday was really high on Pat Connaughton um, in their last game. Let me pull up his game log. See he, how that, he had uh, a nut low outcome. It was, it was probably a bottom 1% outcome for him. He's oh, you were on better. it. You were on him too. Yeah. He's usually better than that. He got the, when he got the start, we probably should have, the guy should, probably should have got off of him because, you know, he's on the court with Middleton, Bledsoe and Giannis. And there's just not going to be much to go around there, but yeah, you know, Connington, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 
yeah, maybe. I mean, garbage time is in play for a lot of these guys. So he's yeah. That's what that's what I was gonna say. What about uh, Divincenzo or somebody yep. like that? In, yeah, he's he's the time? guy I like the best. I just feel like he brings more energy and uh, more offensive output into the the equation. Um, so he would be he and he's also a key player anyway. If the if the game is is somewhat tight, he's gonna have his role because um, you know that Bledsoe doesn't play huge minutes. Um, so. Even Chenzo can get there in a lot of different ways. So, and he's only 4K, so I really like him. Yeah. So there's there's some value out there. How are your lineups right now looking? Are they looking like jam two studs in and play some value, or one stud, a little mid range, and a little value, or or like how do you, how do you how are you feeling it right now? Man, I don't know. I just somehow I can't get away from Giannis. I don't know. I'm, I'm call me crazy, but. Like you said, all we're hoping for is Orlando to kind of keep it close enough to where he gets his some fourth fourth quarter run. Man, this guy could drop a seventy spot in a heartbeat. But how's your lineups looking though? Uh, I was two playing studs? around. I was playing around with builds, and I was actually leaning towards one stud with either Harden or LeBron, most likely Harden. Um, and then, uh, but you could fill it with like Harden, and you could go two studs and then load up on the the Magic value. And obviously we're going to get to the heat game, but the heat has some really good plays. But my, my first inclination was just to go one and like use more of a mid range with like Jimmy Butler, who I think has a lot of upside today. Um, so it's, I, I'm, I haven't nailed it yet. After the show is when the magic is going to happen with my own builds. But uh, those are the two I had narrowed it down to. So it's like, if I want to suck up the price on, you, you know, if I want to, play the cheap price of Giannis and just hope that, you know, he crushes in really uh, efficient minutes or they just somehow keep it close or close enough that he uh, sees minutes, you know, kind of late into the third quarter and stuff. He should be fine. But, uh, or LeBron, but I think Harden is a, is a must. So it's going to be that, or I'm going to look to fill it out with guys like Bam and uh, Jimmy Butler. All right, you 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 talked him up already. Let's move on to the next game. Miami is in, Indiana is going to be the next game on the board for uh, betting purposes here. It's the second game on the slate. We'll start off with Miami. Man, Miami is chock full of some pretty good value on DraftKings Day. You got a really nice price, really great price on Goran Drag. It's going to be super popular. Look at the ownership numbers right here. I can pull it up in lineup HQ for you two guys. Uh, sort by ownership. Dragage, highest owned guy on the slate projected. He's only 4.4K. Man, Almost 70% owners. I don't even know if that's right. Jamino, you got to get out of bed, man. I think you need to adjust these, man. That's, that's, but that's, a, he will have a high number because the price tag's so low. You talked about some of the I've other been working guys. on, a, I've been working on my own patent pending ownership projections. Oh, yeah. Is it um, anything with, want me to see what I got? Please pull it up. Um, I've got uh, Goran Dragic hitting about 45% ownership. What about, is, should we be worried about the dew point? out there in Orlando with the basketball games? Potentially a leaky roof situation, which is people don't know this. There's been a lot of slippage on those floors out there. Yes, which is from dew point. See, people don't realize that. People forget that, Chop. Exactly. So um, there's all kinds of of stuff. But, yeah, a big number on Dragic. He's a value guy. Uh, Another guy, Jay Crowder, great price tag. I don't know. You could talk some of these guys. Let's let's get to uh, Jimmy and – Bam first, though. You you think Jimmy – man, yeah, Jimmy's kind of jumping off. He's a guy who's should play good minutes today. This, this I think this has a chance to be super competitive game. This I don't think this is a blowout one way or another. No way. So a lot of minutes from Jimmy. And, of course, the narrative, man. Jimmy just – he likes to talk a little trash. He likes to be motivated, and he's got it with T.J. Warren. He's got a first-round playoff matchup with, with his rival. So uh, where's Jimmy ranked for you today? Uh, he ranks pretty high. Um, he, like you said, he's motivated. Um, you know, he, lo- he loves to, loves to talk with uh, TJ Warren and go off. Um, he's also, we've got a nice price on him, 7,600 on DraftKings, And we've got what should be a little bit tighter rotations in the playoffs with extra minute upside, right? Like Jimmy could, could play high 30 minutes in this game. No, no problem. Um, has always played big minutes in the playoffs. Um, you know, the, the only, only question mark is that the heat are heat are really deep that they, you know, are the one team I worry 
a little bit about how how tight their rotation is going to be, but um, you would think that Jimmy will be the key key uh, leader on the floor and uh, push a higher minute upside than he's pushed all throughout the season. So yeah, you have to like him. The game, like you said, is going to should be competitive. The series should be somewhat competitive, although there's some people out there who think the Heat are going to roll roll over. I know you don't. I know you put some money on the Pacers, isn't that right, Chop? Uh, I like I just like the value on the Pacers uh, line. Like you're getting almost three to one in return for a series that I think Indiana, when they're healthy, is a really tough team, really tough out. So yeah, I just uh, there's some value there, and I think three to one. But I'm with you, Jimmy Butler, big time player. But uh, what about these other pieces? You got we talked about Dragic. Dragic had that ownership. That's rough because you just never know, right? Like it could be he could totally split time with. Uh, none and hero at point guard. And then all of a sudden you're left with 25 minute dragage and 20 points. I don't know if that's going to get, you got Jay Crowder who's looked really good in a Miami uniform, super good price tag on him. And then you have those other guys that I don't even know if you can play them today. The Tyler heroes, Kelly Olenek can always get hot. Kendrick Nunn. I think they, they want to force him in there for some reason. I don't know. We're not, not playing him today in fantasy, but well, man, They've taken him out of this. They've taken him out of the starting lineup, so it seems like they're going to lean on Drogic now for the playoffs. Who is a, definitely a better player than Kendrick Nunn at this point, and the team plays better with Drogic on the floor. Bam certainly excels better with Drogic on the floor. So um, I think we're there. They've already the writing's kind of on the wall that we're going to see a nice healthy dose of minutes for Drogic in this one, unless you know he really struggles out there for some for whatever reason, but I don't expect that to be the case because he's just a solid producer when he's on the floor. All right. Go on to Indiana then. They've got a well-balanced lineup. Uh, TJ Warren is, I mean, they're saying questionable. I got to imagine he's, he's more likely to play than not. It's a playoff game. And there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of, uh, I've heard a lot of hubbub in, in different areas this morning, talking up Malcolm Brogdon as a almost a must play at this price tag. What do you think about Malcolm Brogdon? Oh, you, you must play, huh? I wish uh, that's what I've heard from some guys, man. Um, no, I don't think he's a must play. I think he's in play. I mean, the Heat are a good defensive team all the way around. Um, so it's going to be tough. So you're going to want to, you know, look at pricing, and his price is kind of elevated. Um, so I'm not so sure about that, where you're getting that. It might be the same guy who gave me uh, Pat, Patty, Patty no. Connaughton and Royce oh, O'Deal. But, uh, can confirm it is not the same guy. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I think he's fine play. TJ Warren is certainly scary with that super high price tag and the plantar fasciitis, fasciitis um, injury, which is a serious injury. Um, and uh, Oladipo just sucks. Okay. I'm going to say it. he's, I mean, he, he's, got all the talent in the world he's just it's tough to expect anything after the injury that he came back from and he just has not been right so he, the only good thing with Oladipo is, is that he's played a bunch of minutes right like he got 37 minutes they're trying to get this guy going for the playoffs and he he needs to um the usage is there he's certainly not shy so maybe we get a game where he actually you know produces at a, at a nice level is efficient hits, hits his shot but man he just looks rough out there from the offensive end don't you agree um, so one guy who's popping is Aaron Holiday, so uh, I'll let you handle that one. Oof, I don't know if I, I don't know who's popping him, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm pop. As far as Oladipo, yeah, I mean this is a guy that didn't even want to come to the bubble, right? He was like totally checked out, and then they, they kind of twisted his arm and got him back. So I don't know how invested he is into this coming back from that injury, like you said. So that, that does lend itself to that has lended itself to T.J. Warren being a monster in the bubble, and then. He's got the foot injury. We kind of don't. In fact, let me bring up the court IQ. He is uh, questionable today with that, like you said, plantar fasciitis. They were saying Jakar Sampson would start if Warren was out. If that were to happen, we get it, you know, 30 minutes before game and TJ Warren is out of the lineup for the Pacers. Who who are you like? Is, what value jumps up to you then if that happens? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. Could you play Jakar Sampson? It would be like a Doug McDermott, but I I don't, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think TJ Warren is definitely going to be playing. Yeah, I think so too. But Warren, maybe a little bit 
Warren has always struggled against uh, Jimmy Buckets also. Like, uh, you know, Jimmy's made it a point to say, I can guard him, he can't guard me, and he's guarded T.J. Warren pretty well. So maybe if Warren is neutralized, Oladipo's checked out, maybe Brogdon isn't a bad play, right? Because Miles Turner sucks too. He's another guy who just is not a complete game at all, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tougher matchup with, with Bam. Um, I don't know how much success he's going to be able to have you know, and even just looking at his game logs against Miami, I just pulled it up this season. He's struggled in all, uh, all each matchup, each time they've played. He's going to what? He's going to have to start. He's going to have to bang threes, which he's capable of doing, right? Like draw. But uh, Bam is a good defender. Bam can guard pretty much anybody. Um, he can. He's good switch defender. He can. He's not someone that can't follow him out to the line. Um, like a Brooke Lopez would struggle with or somebody like of that nature or an Embiid, for instance, who just likes to sit and plan himself in front of the rim the whole time. And I don't know. Um, but uh, so I think I, Miles Turner's, the price is just too high on, on DraftKings. Like on a site like Yahoo, he's kind of priced cheaper where maybe you get some block upside. Um, what, how's he looking on FanDuel? I mean, you can only play one center, so I don't know if that's the route I want. I would want to take. We'll talk about some centers here in a little bit that I think maybe hold a little value today, so we'll, we'll do that. Guys, if if you're in the chat and you have questions, go ahead and fire them off. We'll try to answer them. I mean, we, we've only got four games, so I'll answer the questions for you, and we'll figure it out. In fact, got a few questions here. Uh, Donnie, Donnie wants to know, there's no way CP3 is 9% today owned, right? And I, I, my, my answer to that would be absolutely CP3 is going to be low owned today because we've already talked about you got a ton of studs. Jimmy Butler's in the mid-range. Bam's in the mid-range. You have good mid-range players, good studs. A guy like CP3 will get lost in the mix. And we're going to talk about him in a minute, but that, that 9% sounds about right to me. I don't see how he how – he, uh, you know, gets too much ownership tonight. And then a question from Landon for you. Would you rather have James Enos or Jay Crowder as your value play? Um, James Ennis, just because of the, the situation. The minutes are just so secure There's and the heat are so deep. I think – and Crowder's kind of – you know, Crowder's going to be totally reliant on hitting that that three and getting hot and staying, staying on the floor. Cause there's plenty of other options that the heat can, can go to. And he's, and I just think that the, like I said, that the game is going to just deliver three point attempts to James Ennis and he's going to shoot them and hopefully a couple of them go down. And uh, so that he'll, he'll just get there somehow. Um, even though uh, from a talent standpoint, Crowder is definitely a, a superior player in my opinion, but, yeah, I'd have to roll with Ennis. Um, as far as the CP3 ownership goes, uh, I think he's going to be extremely popular on FanDuel. Really? Oh, on FanDuel. Uh, yeah, I, um, I was looking at DraftKings. I'm thinking bad. like 35% or so. Um, on uh, on DraftKings, I think he'll get he'll be lower owned, but he'll I think he'll still get like 15 to 20% somewhere in that range. Fair enough. Uh, I think he's a great play. I do, I do too. We'll talk about him next. I got a one one quick baseball question for you, real quick. There's a strategic rumor going around that you must play the Arizona guys when the roof is open. Is this true or not? Oh. Dude, this this is the worst. This what what did it score yesterday? This is the biggest. <laughs> this is the biggest farce in all of baseball going right now. Um, what, what, let's pull it up. Did you see the game yesterday? Uh, I didn't watch the game. No, I, I yeah, I think it was like was it three four to, to one three, or, four, four to three, four to three. Yeah, somebody scored some late runs. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, when uh, when you you pound the under when the when the roof is open and it's 115 degrees in Arizona. We pound the unders with the man. It State. doesn't have the dew point. It does not have the dew point. It's Arizona, man. It's dry, dry heat out there. So. Let's move on to the next game. Oklahoma City-Houston, another game that has a chance to be super tight, super competitive. Houston won't blow anybody out, and they can pretty much hang with anybody, so they're not going to get blown out probably. On the Oklahoma side, Chris Paul against his former – the team that didn't just let him go. I mean, they kicked him to the curb in a very nasty fashion, so I know he's got a lot of uh, a lot of hatred built up here. Uh, this is a good Oklahoma City team. Shea Gildress, Danilo. 
super sneaky play. I can get into some of his numbers here in a minute, but uh, talk to me about Oklahoma City. What do you think about them today? Um, so this is the sexy pick of uh, everyone has them upsetting uh, the Rockets in this series because of the matchup standpoint that they just match up really well with uh, with Houston without a Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is you know kind of that guy who gives them that scoring threat that just pushes the pace, pushes the pace. So this is probably going to play a little bit slower. I mean, they just don't have that pace pace setter. Um, you know, even though the Rockets will continue to try to try to run, but um, it will be more of, you know, Harden bringing it up and kind of just doing doing his ISO thing and whatnot. So that's a that's a huge deal uh, in this game. So um, Chris Paul looks rejuvenated. Um, I think the rest did him some well. He's looked really good in the bubble. Um He's got that narrative, you know, who he wants, who wouldn't want to stick it to the, to the team that got rid of him like that. Right. And then they, they, they go out and they, uh, they snag Russell Westbrook. That's like the, the, the slap in the face. Right. So um, yeah, I'm expecting a big game from Chris Paul. I think uh, the matchup is prime for it. I think the game will play a little slower than uh, what we would have normally expected, which plays right into all of these guys' hands. I think that helps guys like Steven Adams stay on the floor and really exploit the rebounding um, advantage, you know, of the undersized Rockets team. I think, you know, the whole thing about them getting rid of Capella and going small and pushing it was predicated on Russell Westbrook, right? Like he was the difference maker that allowed them to do that, which, which we still didn't know how, how it would end up working. But Russell Westbrook is gone. So this, they just really don't, I don't expect, I expect them to have really struggle in this series for, from the offensive side because OKC has so many good defenders, wing defenders. Yeah, they're missing Dort and that's, that's big for Harden, but they're going to put, they're going to try their best to put the clamp down and they're going to slow this game down. Um, and uh, then they're going to take it from there. So yeah, I, I mean, I, Chris Paul is, I think, just a phenomenal play. I mean, I, give me the guy with the narrative who's priced, who's underpriced and has more minute upside in him because of the playoffs, you know, and he's been rested for this. So I think uh, this is the time to play him. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I love Chris Paul. Do you think that 7.7K on DK is underpriced or you think that's about right? I think it's underpriced. I think you think I, that's under. Okay. I think well, I think it's probably priced correctly, but I think it's a tad underpriced because I'm giving him a couple of extra minute boosts in this one. I don't, I don't think they're accounting for that. Um, I think we could see 35 to 39 minutes from him in this game in a what should be extremely competitive game. And uh, like I said, he's going to be looking to stick it to these guys, and he's perfectly capable of taking over a game to at this point. Yeah. So we know Shea Gilders is a good player. And I don't want to get it. Danilo Gallinari is the guy I want to talk about now. Like the matchup itself, it just feels like it suits him really well. That's a small Rockets team, so he should be out there a lot. He should help his rebounding. Uh, he's going to be going up against smaller guys than he typically would be rebounding. So uh, Gallinari, and he's had a couple of monster games. In fact, he's had uh, the last two games against the Rockets this year, he, he put up 24 rebounds total. So he's a, he's a big rebounder against this team that that's could only help him. What do you think about Gallinari, man? Nobody's talking about him. 4% ownership on DraftKings. Price tag is not great, but not bad. What do you think about Gallinari in his match? It's just a strictly a matchup driven play to me, but I think this is the perfect matchup for him. Yes. Well, so you say perfect matchup and you look at like DVP, and you, it is the perfect matchup. It's the, just from a DVP standpoint, the, the Rockets are dead last against the power forward position. But then you look at like the individual defender matchup, right? Like he's going to be probably matched up with Covington, Rocco in this one, right? Um, and if that's the case, then there's a big advantage towards Rocco. But um, I do like the fact that I think that this game won't play at that super fast pace that's going to push him off the floor like it normally would. Um, I think that he's been well-rested. Um, they're just waiting to unleash him for the playoffs. So I think there's more minute upside than what people are expecting. And, um, yeah, I mean, I expect that they're going to need him to score, and he's going to have every opportunity to score. Um, I don't know how much peripheral stats I would count on him from a rebounding standpoint. I don't like him in, like, the rebounding matchup at all. Um, and I actually – my sharp side pick of the day – 
is in this game and it's on the other side of the power forward position. I think that uh, I'm going over on the player prop on uh, eight and a half rebounds on uh, for Robert Covington. I expect a big rebounding day. I think PJ Tucker is going to have to box out Adams the whole entire time. Like just, you know how he does, he's, he's got that girth. He doesn't have yeah. the height, but he's got that girth. I know you're a big girth guy, Chop. So, um, beer can. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Rocco is going to have a lot of opportunities, going to be needed to pick up the p- slack on uh, rebounding, which, because um, guys like Daniel House, Eric Gordon, those guys are not big rebounders. Westbrook is a guy that really helps out in that aspect, right? He's just going in there and eating up those boards. So it's going to come down that they're going to need Covington. And uh, I can't see Gallinari really um, punishing him on the offensive glass. So uh, Rocco is the play for me on the, the boards. And I actually love Covington and DFS. I think 40 minutes, yeah. you know, um, in this game, um, I think the matchup is good for him um, from a, I don't think Gallinari is a, although he, it, the, they don't give up a ton of production to the position. I just don't see him being able to slow down Covington. I think he's going to get a lot of open threes because Gallinari kind of late to, to get there. And uh, hopefully he hits some. So uh, Rocco, I, I like on all sides today. Yeah, let's talk about Houston real quick. You like Covington. I, did, I mean, there's no reason not to. He's going to play all the minutes his body can handle. Uh, he's going to be a, a few extra shot attempts with Russell out. The rebounds are going to be there. Love Covington. Obviously, Harden is probably the number one play on the slate in most people's eyes, regardless of price tag or, or just raw points and everything. So, uh, you've got those guys, and then, and then you've got the other players for Houston that you just never know. You just never know. You know, there's Daniel House, but that price tag's too much. Talk to me about real quick about Eric Gordon. Like Eric Gordon now with with Westbrook sideline, this could be Eric Gordon being the number two shot taker on the team. They've been kind of trying to get his minutes up since he got back from his ankle injury here in the bubble. Is there is there a path to where Eric Gordon can be like? a 35-point scorer tonight and, and and just turn a lot of heads. I mean, he's the number two guy on the if team with t- Westbrook out. If he turns back the clock, and, like, the thing – the problem with Eric Gordon is he's struggled all season. Well, can, uh, I, struggled, can I do struggled. say one thing about that real quick? Yeah. He came into the season really chunky and out of shape. He's he's actually slimmed down in the bubble. So maybe maybe that's a big factor, but continue. Well, he hasn't played very well in the bubble. Yeah. Um, so, so no, no. So it, he, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like he should, he's going to be, he's going to pop in projections and some he's, you know, we should, it depends on how many minutes can he really handle right yeah. now, like with his injury and whatnot. But the problem is, is like, he's so reliant on hitting that outside shot and he just hasn't hit it at all this season. So until I see it, I'm not on board, but I get it. And on Yahoo, he's super cheap. Um, and, uh, he, people are going to play him over there. Um, I th- think at the moment I'm probably, uh, yeah, maybe I might end up having to play him over there because of the positional eligibility. Um, but I don't really like it. But yeah. he's cheap. He's, he's min priced. He's basically min priced on you. Yeah, you're just trying to figure out what some of these these coaches are going to do with the rotation in, in the play. Like it's going to get tighter. So you think about a guy like Dan Tony can put his guys out there for 40 minutes and you're just trying to figure out. It just makes sense for Eric Gordon. He's the second best offensive player with Westbrook out. So, but yeah, you're right. The price tag's too much on DraftKings. There's a lot of you know things that could go wrong, but maybe a GPP shot here or there. So, a couple questions in chat real quick: uh, Lopez or Adams on Fanduel at at the center position? I got, um, I'm assuming that's Brooke Lopez. Uh, yeah, I think they're both in play. Adams is just priced so cheaply on Fanduel and. Uh, he's the clear top option at center for me uh, over on there. I, I just really typically I wouldn't, if Russell Westbrook was playing this game, I would have my doubts with Adams where he, I think he yeah. might get run off the floor. But like I said, I don't, I think they're going to be able to pound him, use uh, slow down the game and use him um, to just crush the, the offensive and defensive glass. So I think uh, it's going to be t- and he's going to, you know, solidify the, uh, the paint for them. So it's it's going to be Adams is going to play a, a lot more minutes than I normally would have expected in my opinion. So I, I'm I'm all about Adams today. DK Cash, Terrence Ross or Robinson. 
Uh, I guess Robinson. that's maybe Duncan Robinson, Terrence uh, Ross. Oh man, Terrence. The funny cash thing, is I tough. watched. Man, when I was playing ball a lot, like when I was a lot thinner, um, and down on the court, down in the street, um, there was we have a tournament every year, like a, a where they uh, people play entry fees to to come in with a bunch of teams and they do it for cash. Uh, Duncan Robinson came and played, and this was before he went to Michigan because I guess he's from New Hampshire or he's somewhere, he's from somewhere close to around here. He came in and played and won the tournament for him. So I've always liked uh, Duncan Robinson. So um, I think there's sneakier upside with Duncan Robinson, um, but I don't really feel confident with it. Yeah. Yeah. Terrence Ross and cash is always a tough. I think you got to go with, I think you, I think Ross is the better play just because Aaron Gordon being out um, and you know, the way that he's going to be able, he's somebody that can get a bunch of threes um, against the Bucks, who give up a ton of threes, you know, dead last an opponent made threes per game. I mean, that's what they do. They funnel shots to the three. So I think the logical play is Terrence Ross for sure. But um, so go, go, go with Terrence Ross. Yeah. So let's recap Houston real quick. Harden is on a elite level by himself just about today. Uh, everybody will tell you that that's not a surprise. Uh, and then Robert Covington's your guy for Houston. And then we're, and then we're just kind of taking guesses as to who's going to hit three-pointers. You know, if Daniel House hits three or four three-pointers, wow, he's going he's gonna to do well because he'll get you some stats. If Eric Gordon's hot, he, like, that's tough to figure out after Harden and Covington. So that's what you do. You play Harden, maybe you play Covington if you can squeeze him in, and then you can take some shots on a cheaper guy if you really want to. Somebody's going to get there. The late-night hammer, as the kids call it, the last game on the slate, 8 o'clock game, Central Time. Portland against the Lakers. This is the highest total of the day, 233. Lakers minus six and a half. Uh, Portland snuck in here, <clears throat> laid in the bubble, got there on the last day and then in the playing game. So now here they are. Portland, man, Damian Lillard's been great in the bubble, but my gosh. He is uh, 11-4 on DraftKings, only a few hundred dollars less than Harden and significantly more than LeBron, AD, Giannis, this is a crazy price tag on him. In what scenario would you play Lillard today? Like just maybe that $20 thing where you're competing against 100,000 other teams? Sorry, repeat that. I was in chat. Kirky, this doesn't work if you're just worried about Martin and Chad, man. This sorry, is... go ahead. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Damian Lillard, this crazy price tag on DraftKings. Like it's so out of the – like it's so ridiculous – in what game format would you play him just like that $20 game where it's a million to first and like, you got to beat out all these people. Is there any other scenario where you would play Lillard on DraftKings? I mean, there's a path for Lillard to, I mean, the guy's been insane, right? Like he's 80, he dropped 80 fantasy points, like 60 real points uh, just recently. So there's a path there and it's going to be extremely low ownership. So wherever you want to take, take a ballsy stand. And uh, I think it's, it's a fine GPP play. I think you're probably going to end up losing to a guy like James Harden, um, especially if, if Lillard struggles and, you know, everybody's going to be clamping down on Lillard. Like that's the game plan now in the playoffs and defense tightens up in the playoffs. Right. And uh, CJ with his bat, I think a lot of teams are going to say CJ beat us, you know, uh, with your, with your, with your broken back, fractured, fractured lower back. So, um, it's tough. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not playing Dane, but like if you want leverage and any, even in like smaller entry field, he's going to be like, there's a path there for him beating all these guys. So I don't think it's crazy. Yeah. True that. All right. The rest of Portland, man, these guys run a tight rotation. Uh, Zach Collins is even out today. So it's going to be even better for these guys. This is where you can, this is, they're priced. A lot of these guys are priced appropriately on DraftKings, but man, this is where you get your minutes. A team like Portland, Gary Trent's going to play big minutes. Carmelo's going to play big minutes. We know McCollum and Lillard. Nurkic, big man's going to play thirty-five plus minutes if his body can handle it. Where do you stand on the rest of these Portland guys? Just crazy, crazy minutes for them. Yeah, um, I think Gary Trent. I, he's priced up a little bit, um, but. Um, Man, I'm, I mean, I want no part of uh, Wendon Gabriel, who's going to get the start, um, who's going to be matched up with yeah, uh, Anthony do Davis. Don't yeah. do that. Uh, I mean, it would be Nurk, but he's he's tough, tough to tough to play, tough to prioritize him um, from a price standpoint. 
um, and the matchup. I mean, he's 9,100, right? Like we can, we can finagle a couple of things and try to get to Anthony Davis. Um, so it's, uh, it's tough, but he's going to, he's going to be overlooked for that reason. So he should be in play for GPPs. Um, I mean, he just 65 against Memphis has had big games against the Lakers in the past. Um, you know, it looks, looks rejuvenated the minute upside. I mean, he played 41 minutes, like you said, against Memphis. So we have to ex- expect that he can just go, go for big minutes. And so I think he makes a good GPP play. Um, CJ, man, I, I want to play some CJ because I think they're going to, it's, but he's priced up. Like he's 8,100 on DraftKings, And like, I think Jimmy Butler demolishes him for 7,600, but I like the theory of them clamping totally down on Dame and CJ getting extra, extra shots and having to step up. But then again, he's got a, he's in pain and probably getting shot up before games, although he looked decent in the last one. So, who knows? But uh, I do worry about these the Portland team, just how hard – they're like the only team that's had to play extremely hard every single game in the bubble, right? Like they've yeah. been fighting for their playoff chance the entire time and pushing games right to the very end. Um, so now they're going to get a good defensive team in the Lakers who's well-rested. So I really worry about them even, you know, being competitive. Let me throw one name out there to you from Portland and see – I want I want your thoughts on this. We, we've seen Nurkic – and like you said, they, they've been they've had to play a lot, and he gets winded at the end of games. And all of a sudden, you see him like he almost disappears sometimes in the fourth quarter because he's so tired. Got Nurkish tired. But Zach Collins is out. Could this be the cheap Hassan Whiteside game where he gets twenty five minutes and puts up forty fantasy points? Is that is there a path there for Hassan? There, there's going to be one of those games, I think, in the playoffs. Is it going to be the first game? I don't know. Um, they, the interesting thing is, is that he did share a little bit of the court with, um, with Nurkic in the last game, which is crazy to, to think about that. But, um, but he only put, but he, we haven't seen any minutes out of this guy since Nurkic's been back. Right. Like, and so it's just going to be really hard now. He's had some game. I mean, he's had a fit against Brooklyn. He got 34 fantasy points in 15 minutes now with Collins out now with, uh, playing you know with with bigs with like anthony davis on the floor you know maybe depending on how much they use dwight and uh and javal mcgee maybe he he's out there so 4400 i think gpp is worth a stab it's probably it's probably gonna happen one game this series but uh i wouldn't feel too confident in it yeah it's uh well that leads me to the next point on to the lakers You, you you know they have played Nurkic and whiteside at times on the court together. Well, this series sets up perfectly if they wanted to do that. Cause on the other side, the Lakers won't go small. In fact, the Lakers will try to counter that. Davis will be out there. McGee will be out there. Dwight Howard will be out there. They'll always be like two big guys on the court probably for the Lakers. So. Well, listen, so th- their best lineup is with Anthony Davis playing the center. And then well, listen, not a, Kirk, and wait, on, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me just give you a counterpoint that I think, I think it's possible that that happens. I also think this is possible. I also think that this series makes a lot of sense for Kyle Kuzma, right? Because they don't have to worry about his defense. Like here, (laughs) Alexa just said, Kyle Kuzma is a small forward for the Lakers. Um, Basically Kuzma is is a liability on the defensive end, but a good offensive player. If you think about the, the Portland roster, right? Like guys that they're going to have out there, there's, when when in Gabriel, um, there's there's way Gary Trent, there's ways to hide his defense and just where it won't be such a liability. So I think a lineup with Anthony Davis hunkering down the center and Kyle Kuzma out there is actually the the, the Lakers' best lineup in this series. Yeah, I just uh, guys, this screams of like a GPP stack. Like if you want to take a chance in one of those big field tournaments, you say. You think the Portland may play big, and if they do, maybe the Lakers play big too, and you can get some cheap, bigger guys in there on both sides. And it's a GPP thing. It's definitely not for cash. Uh, You know, you mentioned the best lineup for the Lakers. The problem is that the coaches in the NBA oftentimes just aren't smart enough to realize what their best lineup is, and they do the the weird thing and they try to counter the other other guys. So 
we got that out of the way. What about LeBron AD? Two huge guys. Talk to me about those guys. Then we can get out of here. Uh, I want to say AD um, because of the matchup. Um, but I just think that LeBron, we're going to see playoff LeBron right from the start, right? I think now he's well-rested. Now we're going to see the big minutes. He hasn't really put it all together um, from shooting standpoint in the bubble yet, but I think like playoff LeBron is just on a, on a different level. So um, I like them both and I'm lying. If I have like a, I don't really have a strong opinion on which one or the other I'm leaning towards LeBron, but like on the FanDuel site and, uh, and Yahoo um, AD where you get that block upside, you know, so it, it's, and he's priced price right on a couple of those that I, I'm, I like them both, to be honest. But LeBron is my DraftKings preference. AD is uh, on the other ones, on the other sides. Hey, with the uh, with the tight rotation of Portland, there's really no reason in the tournament you can't play AD and LeBron. Run it back with some of that, uh, some of those big minutes from Portland, and and hope you get a competitive game. So I I like them both too. I'm with you, man. There's this this slate is defined by which two studs or one stud you pick that has that monster game because. These guys are going to have big games between AD, LeBron, Giannis, Harden, you know, all the guys we've talked about, like there's going to be big games. You just got to piece it together, uh, which one's going to have the, the bigger game. So I don't know. That's going to be it, Kirk. We got to get out of here so they can get ready for crunch time. You got anything you want to send the people off on? No, Alexa gave the play of the day. That might be the new barking dog. When the dog barks in the background, they go, oh, you got to play that guy. Well, when Alexa uh, comes on and tells you to play Kyle Kuzma, you, you, we may, we may want to think was about already, it. And that was already like my, my play today. So that's that's I'm going to leave the people with that. Make, get some Kyle Kuzma today. That does sound good. All right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Crunch time's coming up, I think, next. I'm not sure. I don't know. But something's coming up. If not, go read Meansy's core article, something like that. We appreciate you tuning in, guys. Good luck in all those GPPs for Kirk Beast. I'm Head Chopper, and we're out of here.